Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with David Alto, who he's a LinkedIn expert, which here's the deal. This episode is going live in the middle of Corona craziness. And now's the time where you're probably thinking about LinkedIn. You're probably thinking about what's next in terms of your digital strategy. You're really going to enjoy this episode. David totally gets it from the LinkedIn game. Check it out. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the podcast. I am sitting down with David Alto. He's the CEO of altoadvance.com. He is a master at LinkedIn, but he also coaches and develops people to really achieve and get the jobs that they want. He helps people with their resumes, helps them with really wherever they're heading in terms of their career. David, I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you for joining me. Well, hey, thank you very much for having me. And uh, now I can officially change my LinkedIn headline to master because that's what you called me. So. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if I did, but, but I appreciate that. You have my stamp of approval. Now, I don't know if it carries oh. much weight, but <laughs> you know, you can still, you can throw it up there and see if anyone cares that I said. All right. All right. <laughs> now, how is, uh, how's your day going? Oh, it, it, it couldn't be better. Um, I'm way more ahead of the game. Uh, meaning, you know, uh, again, I have enough business, but uh, again, uh, ahead of the game. So I was able to take some downtime, hit the gym. Um, but after after this call, I'm ready to uh, ready to really kill it again uh, with these uh, these clients of mine that just need that extra, you know, little help. And uh, that's why th- that's why I'm really uh, on LinkedIn, and uh, is because I genuinely. Uh, care and uh, just enjoy helping others. So, so was this, cause I'm curious, like, is it, is it, was this chicken or the egg? Were you on <laughs> LinkedIn and saw an opportunity there or were you, you know, you realized you really had a sweet spot in helping people with their careers and just were drawn to LinkedIn? I mean, which, which happened first? Sure. So, um, you know, I've had an account since a LinkedIn account since 2012, but it was basically about this time last year um, that you know I was still in uh, working in the corporate world. Uh, I was worried that the company that I worked for was either going to sell or franchise both. Who knows? And so I got back on LinkedIn again, you know, thinking you know I'm going to find my next career. And you know I've always been a servant leader. I've always been in roles to get to develop and mentor and train individuals, and I've always enjoyed that. Um, I've always dabbled in resume writing for others, and so I had a knack for that, but got on LinkedIn really, to be honest, to potentially find my next career. Well, by learning and sharing and then learning again and sharing everything that I learned on LinkedIn, uh, I was able to find out that maybe I possess some of these you know, talents, and I just started giving away you know, really information for free. I uh, started doing resumes for free on LinkedIn. 
providing some advice, and then while I was learning how to really leverage and use the platform. Isn't it wild how there's these things that are so, um, maybe commonplace isn't the right word, but they're they're a bit natural to how you see things. And then you kind of have this light bulb moment of, oh, this is this is actually something that's a bit of a competitive advantage. It's something that I can actually use to help people in a way that maybe uh, doesn't come naturally for them. Yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. I, I suffered from imposter syndrome uh, for a couple times. And um, I say once in a while, it probably pops its ugly head out just briefly. But I think that, you know, and that word gets thrown a lot nowadays, imposter syndrome. What it, what it really is, is you know, not allowing yourself to say you're good at something. So in my previous career, I was great. I did it for a long time. Of course, I was good at it, right? Mm-hmm. But when we find a niche or we find something else that we're good at, it, sometimes we have a hard time saying, darn it, you know, I'm actually good at this. Mm-hmm. And until you do, until you embrace it, uh, and until other fr- you know, family members, friends, share your goals with others, uh, share your struggles, uh, because we need the community and a community of everything, LinkedIn, friends, family, whatever, um, to give us that support as, as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and we also, you know, we live in a culture where people, if you aren't good at something, they're very, or maybe even not, you aren't good at something. If someone perceives you as not being good at something, they will very quickly tell you. And so I think that's another part of the equation of, of imposter syndrome is sometimes you put yourself out there and people, I mean, Gary V is a really great example. Guys posting every day, you look at the comments, some of them are like, wow, this is amazing. And some of them are like, wow, you're an idiot. You know, and so people, <laughs> I mean, people don't really hold back. So I, I can definitely understand why people would um, struggle to find their comfort on social media, even on LinkedIn. Well, Listen, you know, I know there's other social media sites, right? But for me, what I find is I've never had a truly like big time negative comment on anything. And this goes way back to me posting my videos that I did originally that we're not that very, we're not very good, but the content was good. I don't edit, I don't edit my videos even still to this day. Why I don't have the time. I don't Now, If I was putting something together that, you know, presentation or whatever, very meaningful, I would edit it definitely. Mm -hmm. But, but with LinkedIn, if you cough, you just say, excuse me, you know, you stumble a little bit, you just, you know, redirect, regroup. People don't care. Mm. At least the people that have followed me and I follow them, I don't care because all I care is about the content. So mm-hmm. at least on this platform, mm. that doesn't happen very often. And that's why it's very encouraging to people when mm-hmm. they first start because they're not going to have people, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that was, that was horrible. Why do you even post, go off, you know, LinkedIn, right? It just doesn't happen. It's a very giving yeah. and forgiving platform. And I have a response to that. I, I will say I'm, I'm picking up a little bit of feedback on your, and it, it might be from the caller. Uh, I just want to make sure it sounds okay. Try speaking now. Sure. Well, I hope this is a lot better. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> That's okay. okay. It's, it's, All right. it's just slight. I just, I just wanted to, uh, okay. you know, in case my listeners are um, overly uh, sensitive. Now we've at least called it out. Now, I've, now the people who didn't notice it are now going to be paying attention. But what I wanted to say though to your comment and I thought it was such a great point because a lot of business owners 
or just people who are trying to build momentum on LinkedIn, they get they get stuck in the consistency piece of it because it is so time consuming. And I've even seen people who they, they put stuff out and they say, okay, if you're going to post on LinkedIn, you got to do these five things. You got to have a great camera. You got to edit it. You got to have this. And it's like, well, who in their right mind? Of course, why, why wouldn't people be burned out? I think the magic is, is in exactly what you're saying. It's infinitely more meaningful to be consistent in posting actual content than worrying about, you know, is this the right angle? Does the light look okay? You know, all of those things. In fact, I did a post eh, more than a few weeks ago now of that very thing. I shot a video in my, uh, without my video stabilizer. So, uh, and I, yes, I have one now. And a lot of times I do add captions. Now I do. <laughs> sure. Uh, but I mastered that and it doesn't take very long. But I did a post, horrible lighting. You know, it was terrible. There was stuff all over the living room. But I did that on purpose to show people it literally doesn't matter. So yes, now I have a gimbal, a video stabilizer, right? Uh, now I do closed caption, right? And not on all my posts, but mm. um, I know for me today, I shot nine videos. Mm. Now I haven't posted them yet. I'll post one, one, you know, one every day. So sometimes I do it and, you know, not always, you know, post things, you know, shoot video daily, but shoot it when you have time. Mm-hmm. But yes, it is truly, you know, I think, you know, if you're some big shot CEO, right, I'm, I'm, I'm a little shot CEO, but if you're some big shot CEO, right, what do you do? Just shoot. You know, again, you know, people, so many people say, well, Dave, until I get this, until I get the lighting right, until I do this, until I do that, well, that day never comes. So you just have to get out there and you just have to share. And to be honest, if you're a part of a large organization and maybe you just in your regular clothes and you're shooting something at home, uh, maybe at lunch, whatever, maybe in the hallway, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe in the stairwell, whatever, because that's the only quiet place you can find. Wouldn't your coworkers think, you know, Again, wow, here's our leader. You know, he don't care that, you know, he, just, he doesn't have his tie on. I've never seen him without a tie, you know, whatever, right? So again, it, we, we want and need to hear from everybody. Mm-hmm. So please share. And what I always say is it doesn't matter, you know, uh, our education background, our job titles, you can learn and share from anybody and everybody. If I only shared and connected and paid attention to people in my previous industry or current industry, I would not have made the relationships um, that I've made here on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, and I mean, I love the, I mean, you're basically speaking to being comfortable with authenticity. And uh, I think the way I think of it is I, you know, I often, whenever I'm leaving the house for a day or I'm going, I'm meeting someone, I'm usually wearing like a, a suit or a, a, a sports coat, slacks, you know, button down, things like that. But man, I have so many videos of just shooting with the camera in, in a shirt, in, uh, in my kitchen, you know, wherever. And the funny thing is I, my, some of my clients are on LinkedIn and they'll comment on the videos and there's, they've never, I mean, we're talking about coworkers. Let's talk about people actually paying you. I've never had someone be like, whoa, hang on. I'm not going to work with you now because you're not as prim and proper as I, you know, it just doesn't happen. Right. So I think, I think you're totally spot on in pointing out, you know, even just removing like the mental excuses for, 
you know, why we don't get consistent, why we aren't showing up every day. You know, there's some pretty good insights there. Yeah, I still remember going back and I did a 30-day video challenge with a group of individuals on LinkedIn. And that turned into 70 days. I shot video for 70 straight days. And um, what, I, what I truly learned, because I was still not using you know, any, any type of video stabilizer. No, not, I wasn't using anything, just my phone. And what I, I learned so much about myself by shooting video. Still to this day, it still seems weird. There's nobody on the other side, right? So you don't need to ever feel too comfortable doing it. I mean, and some people are, right? But <laughs> you don't need to feel, all you got to do is know that you're going to share something that yeah. somebody is going to benefit from, somebody yeah. else. So right. share something that you're a subject matter expert on and somebody on LinkedIn will appreciate it. Now, as you got, you've, you've entrenched yourself in the career coaching space. I've seen, I was a comment I saw elsewhere on um, really how like the job market can be so tough for people who just don't know where to start, especially people who get kind of entrenched in these really long hiring processes. Some that go half a year to, I, there was one business I worked with that they were proud of their nine month hiring process because they were like, well, you know, we're really going to weed out the bad people over nine months. And I was like, no, you're actually, the people who are great are already, they've been hired and moved on, you know, long before then, you know, what's, what's the, the number one tip you have for someone who's trying to find a job on LinkedIn? Sure. So, um, funny you should say this. I, I shot a video that I'm going to post days from now, but it's all share. So it's easy. If you see a job that posts today or yesterday, just within a few days, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go on to LinkedIn. Don't apply just yet. I want you to go on LinkedIn, uh, search, uh, search for people, and then the company, and then go back into the LinkedIn search bar, and then type in the name of the position that you're applying for, and hit enter. Don't hit, uh, uh, don't hit the little dropdown. Hit enter. That, and you're going to search for people that are working at that same company doing the same job. Because more than likely, it's, you know, it's a bigger company, right? They got places everywhere. And message those people. Message those people something just as simple as this. Hey, Gary, I see that you work at ABC Company at this position. Uh, I was just curious on the, the culture of that company and maybe some experiences in your role. Hey, thank you in advance for anything you get, right? You message a lot of people because you got to cast a wide net because only a couple of people are going to respond. A couple of people reply to you. Then you say something like this. Hey, thanks, Gary, for replying. I, you gave me some insights. There was a particular job, Gary, that came available for something similar to what you do, um, but in my area. Hey, based on my LinkedIn profile, do you think I'd be a good fit? Here's why that works, and it works. Here's why that works. Who knows transferable skills better than somebody doing the job, right? And what if they can get your resume to somebody else? Or what if that large company gives out referral bonuses? So again, that is, it is so easy to do. And then, then you wait to apply because you might get a referral if you haven't heard it you know, back from anybody in a week, then go ahead and apply. But that is the one best practice I tell all my clients that, uh, um, that uh, either get the resume service or LinkedIn service with me or whatever, any type of coaching. Uh, that is the one best practice I tell everybody. And like I said, it works or you gain some traction, you gain some knowledge 
and it takes very, very, very little time. What a it's it's a much more clever take on what I've heard from some people who were like, you know, go find the CEO, message the CEO, ask about the job. And I'm thinking, man, you're gonna you're probably gonna get, work yourself out of the job by harassing these people at the top. I love the way you approach that. It's clever. It's smart. It's so easy. And I know it works. Um, I know it works from um, actually doing it myself. But it works. And oh, one thing, here's the opposite. Do not message recruiters on LinkedIn. Hmm. Now, why is why. that? Here's why. You would think, right? Recruiters, they want great, talented people. Okay. Recruiters have a job to do, right? Okay. They get bombarded by people all the time, desperate people looking for work. I've been out of work for 18 months. Here's my resume. Hire me. They do. They could not do their job and respond to all of the hundreds of emails. Who tells me that? Recruiters tell me that. So again, unless you find that one lucky day or whatever, what I just spoke to way better best practice than ever messaging recruiters. Well, I mean, you obviously know your stuff and you're obviously, you mentioned already, I mean, you're making a difference with actual clients you're working with. Whenever you started the business, you know, cause I have a lot of listeners who maybe they're just starting, maybe they've been in business for a year or two and maybe they aren't seeing the traction that they want to see, you know, unpack a little bit of what that process was for you as you were getting your feet wet, as you were kind of discovering like, Ooh, I have a bit of a niche here. You know, what, what got you from there to here? Sure. Really on LinkedIn, it was, is just sharing, like sharing, like something, whatever, whatever you're, whatever you're doing on LinkedIn, whatever your, uh, whatever your company is, your service, your products, share why again, you know, I don't want to give you away. Don't give away your trade secrets, but give some advice like, like I just did. Right. But I constantly doing that in videos or posts. And then what somebody done says, is uh, they want to know more. So maybe they contact you or better yet, when a client is trying to decide between your service and somebody else's service, and then they go look at your LinkedIn profile and then they see the advice that you're giving, they think of you as a subject matter expert. So why wouldn't they then? So share with what works and so I don't get that many clients from my posts or videos, but my posts and videos allow potential clients went to feel better about their selection and selecting me. You've nailed it because I just was talking to someone about the podcast and someone was like, you know, man, you must make a lot of money off the podcast. And I say, man, actually, I've, I've never had anyone like come to me and say, hey, I want to hire you because I found your podcast. But what has happened really well is I talk to a prospective client and I say, hey, yeah, check out the podcast. And they come back and say, oh, wow, I didn't realize that you were doing this stuff, that you were that engaged. Same thing's true for LinkedIn. Same thing's true for um, just content that I'm posting. I think, I think exactly what you just said is the hammer on the nail insight, but it does take longevity. It does take consistency. It oh, takes, yeah. you know, you can't just do one post and be like, you know, Hey, here's the one post I made. It's, it, it takes a lot of work to actually create that, I guess, credibility that you can then use to really secure trust with the prospective buyer. You're absolutely correct. I mean, what I did, I was working my corporate job and for about four months doing this on the side. 
And those got those were tougher months, I can tell you, because there was never a day that I wasn't either working corporate job or or doing this. There was not a day. But again, to build traction, I was not willing to just you know quit my nine to five job and move over. I needed to see some traction. And yes, with anything, it takes time. Uh, and but you don't have to spend a ton of time on LinkedIn. You have to, you have to, you know, put some stuff out there. You have to be consistent, which we already discussed. Uh, and it's got to be meaningful and genuine. Mm. I know you said Gary V. Some people think he's genuine. He's not genuine. It doesn't matter. Whatever he does, whatever he's doing is working for him. Mm-hmm. And you're look, not everybody is going to enjoy my videos or my post and that's okay has to be. Yes. And, but you just have to be yourself. And the one thing that you can't get again is if you get, uh, I saw this, I'm going to, sh- I can't, I can't remember who shared it, but when you get hungry, okay. Mm. In real life, when you get hungry for food, oh. well, you get, you get, well, we're going to go there in a second. You get mad, you get, you know, you get agitated. You're not yourself. Right. Well, in business, if you get a little too hungry, meaning you're getting a little desperate, right? Yeah. You start changing, and guess what? When you start changing what worked before, guess what? Again, you have to stay the course. Maybe you need to enter in something else or do a little bit more work or whatever, but you can't just reinvent the wheel because the wheel gets a flat tire. Well, I just literally was just talking to uh, String Wynn, who's she's a branding person on LinkedIn, and she just nailed a uh, huge deal with Lenovo to be like their brand ambassador. And they're having her like travel. They just had her go to Vegas for them. And I said, all right, so what's the secret? And she was like, uh, I, I talked to them and was consistent for two years. And like, that was her secret was like, I just kept after it for two years. And it's exactly what you're talking about. I think some people, they ironically don't have the appetite to be patient over, you know, they aren't driven enough to, okay, I'm going to really keep after this more than, um, cause you know, it's, it's the cliche. It's so common and this is in business. This is personal. Someone will get after LinkedIn or social media or whatever, and they'll do it for a week or two weeks and then poof, they're gone. Oh yes. You know, they disappear or, and they, and, and even maybe they get frustrated and they throw up their hands and they say, this whole thing's a crock. It only works for, you know, quote influencers, you know, it's, it's hopeless and they just, they leave the platform entirely. Oh, yes. It, it, you know, you just have to stay the course, you know, right? And, you know, I'll say that I'm very patient, but I'm aggressively patient. Mm. Uh, I move quickly. Yeah. So tell me what that means. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I understand that things take time to develop. And I think that comes from my previous career. Things don't happen overnight. You got to build the foundations, right? If you have a new coworker or whatever, you know that they're not going to be where you want them, you know, in a year to tomorrow. Okay. But you've got to build milestones. Same thing, but you can't just not do anything either. So like, I'll just take it back to posting your first video, right? Again, you know, I have so many people that I've talked to six months ago that keep saying, you know, tomorrow, next week, when I get this, when this happens, I didn't do that. My first video ever was on January 24th, 2019. How do I remember that? That was my birthday. I just posted something on LinkedIn. 
uh, I said it was my 50th birthday. I was excited because I get to re- I get to contribute more to my 401k because I'm 50 now. Because that's the case when you're 50 or over, you can contribute more to a 401k. So that's what I posted. I posted something I knew about. I'm not a financial guru. It's just something that I know and that I like to share. And that was my very first. Um, that was my very first share, and that was in my car. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're reminding me of a guy who we were talking about social media and a local guy. And he was like, yeah, you know, I really want to get after LinkedIn. I want to, I'm going to start, I've started working on some thoughts because I want to, and I think at this time, maybe it was 2018 or maybe it was early 2019, but he basically said, you know, for the back half of 2019, you know, after summer, I want to start posting. And I literally said, well, why would you wait six months or a year to start posting? And he said, well, I have to, you know, I have to get my thoughts together. And I was like, and, and to this day, we're 2020. I've never seen him get active. <laughs> I've never seen him, you know, and it's not a slight towards that person. That's, nope. that is exactly what you're talking about. It's, you know, we're talking about that sweet spot between patience and I love how you put it, aggressiveness. It's like, it's like you're ready to strike. It's like, I, I can be patient for the right moment, but when the moment comes, man, I'm there. I'm ready to swing. I'm ready to get after it. And I think finding that sweet spot, I don't know if that's come from just your maturity. I don't know if it's experience. I don't know if you have an insight that other people just don't have. Uh, but I think a lot of my listeners, if they could really hone in on what you're talking about, it'd be powerful. Sure. So again, I, we're all subject matter experts on something, right? Uh, I've always been a, you know, a doer. I set, my, you know, I set some goals, but then I put the plan in motion today. I'm not one of those people that uh, I don't wait for the new year. You know, right? Happy New Year. Now I do a New Year's resolution, right? right. If you have a goal, you start it today, not on Monday, not next Monday, not on the 1st. You know, I, but, but my brain doesn't work that way. You know, when I want to do something, uh, I put a plan but that I move quickly on that plan. And here's what I would say, you know, if maybe you you don't have that mindset and I'm not telling you to go hire a coach, but get on LinkedIn or can, or connect with friends and relatives, maybe that uh, have a different mindset, ask for advice and you have to share your goals. If you don't share your goals with others, they have a hard time coming true. At least that's, 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 that's for me and what I've noticed because when we bottle them in, you know, how do we get people to help us achieve those goals? It could be weight loss. It could be just financially. It could be starting a new business, posting on LinkedIn, right? But why wouldn't you want to get the help of others, the support, and maybe, you know, nudge, nudge, nudge a little bit. Um, but uh, you have to surround yourself with people. Uh, that care about you and you reaching your goals and that your goals aren't silly. You know, again, um, you do, again, you have to get advice. Uh, I'm always actively seeking advice on LinkedIn. Um, I, I daily, I learn something new. It might not be about LinkedIn, might not be about resumes, could be learning about anything in general. Um, so I, I get, I, I would just say you got to surround yourself with people if you don't have a knowledge or you, you and share, just share your goals with somebody, share them with me, uh, share them with us, uh, share them with us on LinkedIn or whatever other media that you use. So, 
Well, in some cases, it's, it's good to immerse yourself with those new perspectives because, and it's not just about having a new perspective. It's sometimes we have to like break the paradigm. It's a paradigm shift. We have to break the mentality we've always had about either our career, about business or what have you. And getting those new perspectives, it's almost in some ways like a, a level of accountability of, you know, I'm trying to go here. Now, here's this group of people who, frankly, they, uh, so here's, here's a great example, actually. Someone who has their perception on a career that gives them the space and time to be healthy. And then they engage with you and you mention offhand, oh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's 1.30 my time. I don't know what time it is for you. Uh, just got back from the gym, ready to hit it again. And the person can hear that and think, wait, you have time to go to the gym in the middle of the day? Like, what's up? Okay, hang on. I want to know. I didn't think that was possible. But even like engaging with someone like you in that way, you start to, it's like, um, it's like widening the lens and realizing what I thought was true. Maybe there's another way to go about it. Maybe there's another way to reach my goals. And here's, here's a plethora of people who can help me see it in that different, different light. No, you're, you're absolutely correct. And here's one thing I do with clients and friends and relatives is I'll tell a client, so I'm going to check up on you. Meaning like maybe we got done talking about LinkedIn. And so I'm going to check up with you in four days and see how you're doing on the updates to your LinkedIn profile that we discussed. And if you're not doing it, I'm going to a little nudge, nudge, right? But I might be talking to maybe a former peer or a relative on something. And I'll say, hey, so I'm going to check up with you in four or five days. Because then they know that there's some accountability, right? Mm -hmm. Even though they're not accountable to me, right? I mean, I mean I'm not their boss. Maybe I'm just their cousin or relative or brother or whatever, right? Um, uh, or, you know, they're my client. But I, I think that we should genuinely, you know, put things out there like that. That, that to say, hey, Gary, I'm going to follow up with you in three or four days. And then that way that person has, again, they know that uh, I'm going to follow up. And so they go, eh, maybe I should, you know, do this or do that. But I, I always take that approach in life and whether it's a friend or a client or a relative. Well, you sound like a very giving person. Yeah. I, you know what? Um, I think I've, I've become more of a giving person over the last four or five years. Um, and I, I guess I always have in my career. Um, but it's fun. Um, it's fun to share knowledge. And it is, it's just fun to share knowledge because I know how, how fun it is to receive that knowledge from somebody. Uh, so, uh, again, uh, I think giving, uh, it's not for us old people either. I don't, I, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm only 51. I ain't that old yet, but, yeah, yeah. uh, no, yeah, you just had did. a birthday again. That's right. I did. Yeah. Um, you know what? Giving is fun uh, because again, uh, you got to remember when you learned, you know, something and uh, you really appreciated it from somebody else. And LinkedIn, very giving. Uh, it is, yeah. And I've always liked the BNI saying, uh, "Givers gain." It just has always clicked for me in the sense of I hear that and I think, yeah, that is the way business should go. Oh, I, you know, I totally agree. I would not be doing what I am today if not for, you know, learning uh, all the different things that I've learned in my life and then willing to, and on LinkedIn and just willing to share those. And again, people see, see you when you're genuine. I mean, I don't like, like you said, Gary V. I I don't know him in personal, uh, in, in real life. So I can't tell you, you know, uh, how he is. But when I watch him yard sailing 
and having fun because that's one little hobby that I really enjoy doing. And that's one thing we have in common there. Uh, maybe about the only thing. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I see his passion and, 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 yeah. uh, and, yeah. and for that. So, uh, again, uh, you just got to share, share what you're a subject matter expert about. Now you're, I mean, you're, um, I mean, you're a, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur. I mean, where, what's next for your business? I mean, where are you taking your business? Are you just continuing just to want to grow, want to take on more customers? I mean, what, what, where are you going long-term with your business? Sure. I know even a year from now, I won't be doing exactly the same thing. Um, you know, right now I provide, you know, resume coaching, career coaching, LinkedIn advice. I help small businesses understand how they can leverage the platform. Um, kind of a new service I've been offering is people that have an amazing resume that um, want to scan it versus the job description. And then I help them make sure that their resume is actually going to get seen uh, by people. That's that. Which that's, that's a really awesome insight for the listeners also who maybe are job hunting, understanding that some of these jobs you're applying for, there are bots that are scanning it. They're seeing if you fit. And so exactly what David's mentioning is, David, I think that's an incredible service. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just well, wanted, to make sure, I wanted to make sure the listeners had the context for why what you just said you offer is so valuable. Yeah, if we, you know what? So yes, 90 plus percent of all large companies use a scanning software because hundreds, multiple hundreds of people apply for the same job and smaller businesses, about 50% use a scanning software and they have to. So the, the, the poor person's, poor man's version of it, print that job description, cross off all the words that don't mean anything, look for words that show up two or three times that are industry specific. If they're not in your resume, guess what? Put them in. If you don't do that, or again, then you don't hire somebody to, you know, to do that or whatever, or you just don't slow down and take enough time, you will be that person that uh, has applied for hundreds of jobs and never an interview. It does not matter if you can do the job. I mean, now don't get me wrong. When you get an interview, it yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. but to get past the, the software, unfortunately, Yes, um, you, you just really have to slow down and do the things that you need to do. And a lot of times you can find that information out there, but maybe you don't have the time or the energy or whatever uh, to do that. There are other people out there that, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, do provide that. So a year, a year from now, yeah, I mean, uh, again, uh, I, I wanted to get into you know different strategic uh, little things. I think I'll still be, you know, writing some resumes. I'll still be doing some, uh, some other things, but, uh, I know it'll evolve. I got some other things in the works, but again, I'm patient. Uh, but I am, uh, but I am acting, uh, pretty yeah. aggressively on those two. Patiently aggressive, patiently aggressive. Yeah. I, I think that's what I'm going to nab from you and I'll, I'll give you credit for it. Oh, I, appreciate that. I really like, I'm, I'm just, I'm really pinging with that concept. Um, I think it's a valuable one to, to live by for sure. So I, it's, it's what I do. <laughs> what, what can my listeners do right now to engage with you, to follow you? And what's the best thing that they can be doing? Uh, just get over there on LinkedIn. Follow me at least. Uh, I, you know, you can have up to 30,000 connections. I only have half of that. I only have about 15,000 connections. So I'll connect with almost everybody as long as you don't try to sell me Bitcoin. Uh, and, uh, that's the, the best way to just, just engage in, in, in my posts, uh, you know, share what you learn 
and, uh, and that's the, that's the best place. You'll find me there if I'm not uh, interacting with the client. I love it. And uh, for the listeners, I will put that link to his uh, LinkedIn bio in the description and you can actually get on the platform. If you don't have an account yet, you can easily make one and then you can just go to his account and click that follow button and that'll get uh, his content directly on your feed. David, thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you very much for uh, having me. This has been uh, uh, an amazing experience. Thank you very much. Great. And for the listeners, if this is your first time listening, hey, thanks for joining. We had an incredible guest today. I hope you enjoyed it. Definitely subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting awesome episodes straight to your phone. If you really enjoyed the podcast, you might even think about leaving a five-star review. There's my, my, my easy, quick uh, uh, call for you to give me some love on the podcast. And as always, feel free to share and let your friends and family know about the podcast. Having said that, Thanks for, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. See ya.